begins, guys. Thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast, where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. Today's September 26th. We have one more week of the 2021 Pirates season. Seven more games, six more chances to get to PNC Park, seven more chances to raise the Jolly Roger. Let's go, Bucks. It's kind of bittersweet feeling for us here. Uh, There's only one more week of the Pirates 2021 season, a season where they'll probably lose 100 games, but our first season on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. So a little bit bittersweet here. One thing is certain, though. At the end of this week, we get to turn a page, both on this season and our first season talking baseball with these guys. So as always, Jake's here. How you feeling, Jake? I tell you what, buddy, the transition from summer to fall is the worst time of the year for me. Sometimes I feel like I need like three diff- three allergy pills, you know? It's terrible. <laughs> but overall, not a terrible week for Buckos. Came out swinging early for the most part. But our pitching was well. It was our pitching. Yeah. <laughs> More of the same. Cole Tucker, yeah, he's continued to show some upside at the plate. Lead off home run on Sunday. That was nice to see. And Max Kranick with another solid outing. And it's a, and it's good to see Bednar back. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, he, we, we, we need him. <laughs> Kranick, uh, pitching with a little bit of, um, you know, hometown feel. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Had a bunch of people there. I have a, I have a buddy who's a Phillies fan, and he texted me and said, we're getting Kranicked today. <laughs> through well yeah and Hans Kraus with the major league debut uh first pitch was Cole Tucker's first home run of the season (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the show I like to see a major league debut though yeah it's I it's just a special thing for me yeah I like it um I went to see the Blue Jays play in Pittsburgh some years back and Marcus Stroman came into relief, and there were some Blue Jays fans there that were all hyped up. That was his major league debut at PNC Park. Came uh-huh. came into relief. I was like, "This dude's tiny, but he's throwing <laughs> gas." Yeah, that's pretty Probably cool. Like he's Stroman. been good. Yeah, well, because you know that's your whole thing, right? The short yeah. guy. Yeah, that's your thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. So, yeah, kind of a weird thing this week for the, for the Pirates. We play the two games against the Reds. We lose the first, which, by the way, was a, a story in and of itself because it was it kind of canceled out the, the sweep talk, right? Because we yeah. had the Tigers, the Nationals, the Reds, the Marlins, four series in a row that were all... Was that it? Just four? Yeah, four series in a row that we started off by winning the first two games and then failed to get the sweep. And so it was like, are we going to do this again? It's two weeks, four series. Well, no, the Marlins. Yeah, that's right. So then we started off with a loss and we get a win. So then I was going to say like, yeah, but can we still get five series wins in a row? Right. You know what I mean? And we don't know yet. (laughs) We don't know. Because we were rained out Wednesday so here's the weird thing. They're going to make up that game tomorrow afternoon, right? It's an afternoon yeah. game. It's a 110 game. Yeah. So they're going to make up that game. If the Pirates win, they just lost three of four to Philly. But if they win that game, technically, that's five straight series wins. Do you count that? Because the series <laughs> was, the series was at the, that, that series was already. I think I think I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards yes because I mean I'm going to because it'll sound better <laughs> if if the if if Bryce Wilson could have got a loss in the game that the Braves and San Diego finished three months after it started right then this can count yeah <laughs> so we'll get five series wins in a row in the month of September and then the Phillies series. So I I don't know. 
let us know, guys, what you think. But I'm telling you right now, they have a chance for another series win mm-hmm. tomorrow in one just a one game because it's a 1-1 tie. The first two games, I mean, I guess this week in general, uh, Pirates gave up quite a bit of runs. Not in every game, but you had the 6-2 win on Tuesday, so two runs, that's not bad. And the... Really, the last two Saturday, Sunday, not bad. Obviously, Sunday with the with the shutout, Max Cranick yeah. just dealing. But even giving up three runs on Saturday is you you kind of feel, I mean, like the pitching staff finally did something right. Right. Yeah. And it just wasn't enough. You know what I mean? Will Crow throwing four and two thirds. He gave up all three runs. Sam Howard gets him out of the inning, big, big time. I think he threw one pitch, but it was. He got him out of the right. inning. Yeah. And then Chad Cool um somehow gets a clean inning. If you call two walks a clean inning. And then Bonda actually doesn't give up a home run. And then De Los Santos. I I'm hard on some of these guys. I understand that. But dude, it it we had leads. It yeah, we had leads that were blown. And I yeah. I thought the funniest thing was um, was it was it Friday? It was it Thursday or Friday when Bonda gave up the home run? Oh man, I think it was Thursday. Thursday, he he's. I remember saying we had the lead, we had a six run lead, and then the third inning they blow up. For, I mean, uh, Connor Overton. We 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 everybody talked about. Oh, he's scoreless score, and then it just it just comes down to overexposure. Not even overexposure, but like a guy that's new, if he's throwing good stuff, he's going to get outs. He's not a starter. Well, no, but he, well, he's only, that's true too. I was going to say he's only throwing two and three innings, but yeah. But Ponce, I'm not seeing it from him, dude. I'm frustrated. Yeah. I, I just don't. He looked good. He looked good when he first came up in, in what was it, 2019 when he made a couple starts? 2020. Made some. You was liked just, what you saw from him in 2020. I don't know if yeah. he did. He did. He did. He play. I don't think he played in 2019. No, it was 2020. Okay. It I just it it didn't develop into anything. No. I'm I'm over it. Yeah, I'm over it too. He came from Milwaukee. Can't be that good. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but uh, Bonda gets in and. The 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 little dude, Torres. And I was oh, trying to yeah. think of it. Ronald Torres gets up, walks up to the to, to the plate to La Bamba. Right? And I, I was like yep. I was like, this is he's gonna give up a bomb. I can feel it. He comes up to La Bamba and I was like, here and he hits the ball. I was like, La 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 Bonda again. Right. I don't know, man. That was a game with Overton, Ponce, Bonda, Mears, Cool, De Los Santos. We may not see any of those pitchers next year for the Pirates. <laughs> Mears will be there. Yeah. Mears will be there because he's still got options. So he's an easy one to keep. I don't know how many options these guys have. I I didn't look it up. But I'm just saying, there's a chance. And this week, right. I mean... You start off sick with a six-run lead. You lose twelve to six. Yeah. Mm. That's it's tough. That's tough. It's a tough one to swallow. I mean, I would say it is, but the fact that we're in the last two weeks of the season, and I've watched this pitching staff all year, it yeah. kind of isn't even a tough pill to swallow. It's kind of like, yeah, I get it. This is who we are. Yeah. I don't know. I tell you what. If something happens this week, because Philadelphia goes and plays Atlanta this week for three yeah. games, they're two and a half games back right now. If they if something happens this week and Philly overtakes the, the Braves, then Kutch makes the postseason, mm-hmm. and we took we played a big part in it because Atlanta won three straight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The, but the Phillies look good right now. They're fighting. They're yeah. playing hard, and they got guys heating up. McCutcheon's been better down the stretch. JT Real Muto seems to get hits every time he needs to. Yeah. And Bryce Harper's playing like an MVP again. 
And there's other guys, too. If they make the postseason, Bryce Harper should get the MVP. I mean, it's a, it'd be a hard case for for Bryce Harper to get it. Like, saying, like, he, it would be a... He'd have a, a good, good shot at it, yeah. yeah. He'd get votes, I mean, for sure. He's definitely carrying this team down the stretch. Yeah. But, I mean, Segura's been getting hits after hits, and yeah. they've got good players all around the field. They do. But... But I'm uh, sorry well, we that said that at the I, beginning of the year. I told you they could make a run because they they've got good players. Yeah. But I tell you what, six runs against Nola, I didn't. I wouldn't expect to see that. He's got to be better if they're going to make any type of actual run in the yeah, postseason. But what did he do after they scored six in the first uh, inning? What right What do the Pirates do every time they score a bunch of runs? They don't <laughs> score any more the rest of the game. <laughs> this is true. Joe Girardi but... said, "Nah, they're all out." <laughs> yeah. That's all they, they can hit, do. And we showed that. We scored six runs against them three times. We won one of the games. Yeah. He said that's all they got in them. We scored five on Monday, six on Tuesday, six on Thursday, six on Friday, shut out Saturday, six on Sunday. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It, that's, what's ridiculous is you went two and four. Scoring yeah. all those runs. How many times have I said, Average four runs, and you'll win more games than you lose. I bet that's an average of more than four runs. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? I mean, zero on Saturday kind of makes it tough, but I didn't, I'm didn't. i not doing the math right now. I feel like making everybody wait for me to pull out a calculator. <laughs> Six runs. Five, at least five. Five runs in one, and, and six runs in four games went two and two. Yeah. Six runs ought to win you games. That's our pitching staff being our pitching staff. You know what? And if that just happened in a week where, like, and you were a good team, and that happened, and you're like, we went two and two this week and we scored six runs. That's unbelievable. But then that'd be the end of the sentence. But the fact yeah. is that because it's been happening all year, it's just not surprising. And it's like, this is what we do. <laughs> yeah. We just give up a bunch of runs. And then I, what what gets me is that we had leads. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And then let them go. Now, yeah, I agree. to yeah. be fair to this pitching staff right now, as if that's possible, but to be fair to them, I mean, who's left? Right. We're just throwing guys out there right now, and we're not really putting them in. I mean, Sam Howard started a game this week. You don't start a game with, an, with a quote-unquote opener when it's like that wasn't a strategy move. That I was like, a, like oh, how, we don't have anybody else. Yeah, I like how Block tried to play that off, though, that it was. So why, why do you start? It's so you can guarantee the matchup between him and Bryce Harper. Get out of here. In the first <laughs> inning. <laughs> right. He did mow then him it, down, what, though. Three, what, what? three up, three did down, it? three strikeouts, though, right? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, would have loved to see that in the eighth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the thing that got me is, they went with Yahoo Ray right after. Just start Yahoo Ray. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I want. Yeah. Hmm. That is interesting. I wonder wanted... what your thought on that. Like, what was your thought process? If you maybe they did just want Howard to get into a game that wasn't a blowout or something. I don't know maybe why you would were, think maybe that. Maybe they were trying to avoid Yahoo Ray having to face Bryce Harper in the first. Giving up a bomb. Not just not just in the first, but overall, at least one last time. Yeah. Well, facing the top three hitters one last time. I could see that. But I still yeah. just don't understand. If you wanted to do that, then just bring in a reliever when it got the third time around. I'm there. I'm there with a lot of this. We have a lot of pitchers who either are young and inexperienced or... They're just never going to be anything but a fourth or a fifth starter or are just not going to be even that. <laughs> We've yeah. got a bunch of guys right now who normally I would say I want my starter to give me at least five, but if he's good, I'll, I'll ride him out. Yeah. But we have guys right now that even if they're good two times through the lineup, I don't mind pulling them out because you're just setting him up for failure. 
If I want to get the best out of my pitchers, two times through the lineup, let's go to the bullpen. This year, we got 14 guys in that pitching in the in the bullpen, including starters. And I know that we've talked about this off here. We talked about yeah. it earlier this week, and I said, "Just I'm done with it. I don't care if he's throwing good. Take him out, protect him, so that he can sit there for four days off and think about how good his last start was." And if, it, if that guy in his head says, I could have went back out there, good. That means now you have confidence. But when we sit here and we throw guys out there until they get blown up, they're only going to remember getting blown up. So I think of it as maybe a developmental step in saying, you know what, let's take him out before he gets shelled. If we think he would have been good, then good. Let's, let's live with that confidence that we think he would have been good. I see your point, but if I'm I don't know. if I'm playing for the postseason, I want my guy. I want to ride my guys, and I want them to prove to me that they can pitch at a high level sure. in the postseason. Yeah, but when I'm losing a hundred games, I I want development. I want Mitch Keller to actually go into the off season with a couple starts, saying, "You know what? I think I can. I think I can be good." I mean, that's yeah. what he would have went into this off season with, after his you know being better last year, but. Right. I, 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 if you want to develop guys, one of the best ways to develop them, and I know that you're going to agree with this because you're high on this, the best ways for development to work is confidence. If you don't have confidence, quit. Right. I mean, it, when you're talking about when you're talking about making it to the major league level. Yeah, I can agree with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially pitch, yeah. I mean, pitching, pitching most pitching, so, yeah, because hitting's yeah. up and down and it's a roller coaster. Pitching right. shouldn't be. You have to be confident. If you don't show confidence on the mound, the, the major league hitters are going to eat you up. If you don't have confidence on the mound, you you think even show confidence? You got to show it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think so long as you have it. Uh, well, if you have it, it's going to show. Uh, but I don't. I, I think there's different people with different characteristics. I mean, some people are just more introverted. You know what I mean? That may not. They're not yeah, going to swag. They're not going to. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah, maybe you show confidence not, just by being calm or something like that. You know what right, I mean? Everybody right. everybody looks different when they're going good. Not right. everybody, but you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not saying you got to get all fired up and jumping around and you know like Cranick did today a little bit. You know, and he, he got fired up. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, there was a lot of emotion good. for him today. And that's good. Yeah, but you I don't think, have to do that. No, I think you show it the way you show it. Key Brian's Mitch, not really going to show it that way. Mitch never going to do that. Mitch Keller won't do that. Key Brian will never do that. Uh, Pedro Alvarez didn't do that. No, he, he was. They're different. They're, they're just different. Yeah, but guys, you know what I mean. Brian Reynolds isn't going to do that. He does it every once in a while. He we don't yeah. see him struggle yeah. that much. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, hey, I I don't even think that's a really a tough week. I mean, the offense scored runs. Right. So we know we know what the pitch what the pitching staff is. So tomorrow, looking forward, tomorrow we finish the series from from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So you know, however you want to look at it, we play the Reds. Four times this week. We got Monday and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So Monday is in Cincinnati. So they finish up in Philly. They go to Cincinnati for one game, but it's a day game. So they're back. They play the Cubs on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at PNC Park. You got six more chances to get out to PNC Park. They're doing all kinds of stuff. They're Mm -hmm. doing dog night on Tuesday and Thursday. Really? Well, Well, it's pup night on Tuesday, dollar dogs on Thursday, so... Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, you see what I did there? Yeah. That's a dad joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Wednesday night, Cubs, they're all 630 games. You know, they did that thing at the beginning and the end of the year where they did the 630 instead of the 7 or 730, whatever. But then October comes and the Pirates get October baseball again <laughs> for three days against the Reds who are, I believe, mathematically eliminated now. Is that right? No. I mean, basically. With the way the Cardinals are playing? Well, but their elimination number is one. Right. So in order to make the postseason, 
the Reds have to win their next seven games, and the Cardinals have to lose every game. After, by the way, the Cardinals have won 16 straight. So, I mean, a story to be told if right. they if they legitimately lose every game this week. I don't know if they have six or seven games coming up. I don't know if they, I don't know where they're at. But they'd have to lose them all. So, swept by Milwaukee, and I forget who they play. Probably the Cubs to finish the season. Let's get real. Could you imagine if they lose six straight games? And and the Reds have to win all seven. Right. It's not going to happen, guys. The Reds yeah. are eliminated. They're done. Yeah. Stick a fork in them. Stick hey, a fork end, in the their, chili. Let's end their season. Just end it tomorrow. Yeah. That's what and I mean. then it's Just over. End it tomorrow. Yeah. And their whole season's over, and the Cardinals get the wild card. I mean, Philadelphia's in the same boat as Cincinnati. So, but I'm going to be honest with you. If Philadelphia sweeps their, their season, they're winning the division. So the Cardinals are still right. in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Essentially. I guess there could be some weird thing where Atlanta ends up. No. no well, no, because it. they can't lose three and then, no, it's not happening. St. Louis is in. It's over. I've seen weird. Basically. I mean, baseball is weird, but it's not happening, guys. I'm telling you right now. Come come 5 o'clock tomorrow, the Pirates are going to beat the Reds and St. Louis is in. It won't be official because of Philadelphia, but they're in. Right. They're in. All right. Glad we glad we already figured that out for Major League Baseball. <laughs> all, they gotta do, all, the all they got to do is listen to us. They don't have to play them. <laughs> but, boy, the Reds really... I would say that they kicked themselves until St. Louis won 16 in a row. Right. There's a chance St. Louis would have still made it happen. That's what I'm saying. I think I said it. the Cardinals find a way to win games. I, I know it. They always have. They always will. I mean, they're also mm-hmm. stacked. Everybody's, yeah. oh, they're old. Goldschmidt and Arenado are just fine. Right. Yes, Molina's old, but Molina's Molina. Yes, Wainwright's old, but he's Wainwright. Right. Now, all the other guys, like, you actually didn't have stellar years from from the outfield, which I think that outfield has the potential to be really good. Yeah. With with uh, with uh, with O'Neal, Bader, and Carlson, Yeah, they have a chance to be really good. But right. O'Neal and Bader, for whatever reason, just seem to, no matter how good the Cardinals are, they seem to just not be, I don't think they've played to their potential yet. Yeah, and that's weird. Well, Bader, Bader was Bader missed some time, I believe, this year. He did, he? he did, but it's still. I'm gonna look him up real quick here, but I I know he missed some time, but I feel like it's still never been, um, it's still what never been the full. I mean, well, not even what they projected, but the dude is, well, first off, he's jacked and he flies. Yeah, he has all the tools, so he played 97 games. But he's still, I mean, he's got 15 homers. He's in 270. I mean, that's actually fine still. And he's such yeah. a good center fielder. Yeah. He doesn't look like it until you see him go after a ball, and it's like, geez. I mean, he's just blazing. But, like, 12 home runs was his, was his most. 138, 128 games in 2018 and 19. 12 home runs, and you're like, the dude's enormous. How's he not hitting more home runs? <laughs> he doesn't hit for power no matter how big he is. But... This are year, you, are you sure you're not thinking of O'Neill? O'Neill's big. Oh, O'Neill's bigger, yeah. but Bader's still got a big chest, and he's just blazing. O'Neill is, doesn't run like that. No, you know what I mean. Yeah, but yeah, O'Neill's bigger. They're just—I don't know what they're eating there. <laughs> we haven't had a guy that big, like chest-wise. I don't even know who. I can't even remember. Brian Giles. Yeah, that's probably right. It's probably Brian Giles or some guy that wasn't any. Oh no, because we had what's his face there for. Well, that wasn't muscle. That doesn't count. <laughs> Marlon Bird. No, I was no Marlon Bird was cut, <laughs> dude. No, uh, shoot, Matt Stairs. Oh, he was a big dude, <laughs> but it was. That was the barrel barrel chest. Yeah, Tyler O'Neill though, thirty-two homers this year, two seventy-nine. Mm-hmm. So he's really made it happen this year. That was what you were wanting from him. Yeah. 
30 homers. He's hitting right around 280. I mean, that's that's awesome. Anyway, Cardinals, good team. Everybody just wants to be mad at the Cardinals for being the Cardinals. Truth of the matter is they're a good they're a good baseball team. They do things good. That yeah. the organization is super good to their players. And I think that that's San Francisco. That's their recipe. Be super good to everybody who plays here. And eventually they're gonna play well for you. Yeah. They wanna be they there. Want to. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of that in Pittsburgh. A little bit. I think there's at least We've heard from so many guys that they love playing there. I think part of it is the stadium's amazing. I think the other part of it is the fans who are at the game, whether it was when they were super good and it was all of all of us there, or even just the fans that go, they root for the Pirates. And it's it means something to them. Yeah. And it is. It's Pittsburgh, we like to cheer with an old-school spirit. You know what I mean? And I, I think sometimes that's detrimental to our fandom because we want guys to be there for their entire careers and baseball doesn't work that way anymore. But it is an old-school type of fandom, and I think it's refreshing for players that come there. Guys like A.J. Burnett who was who were there, and then they left, and they were like, I just want to go back. You yeah. know what I mean? Russell Martin always speaks highly of his time here. and You know what I mean? Like those kind of guys, they cared. They liked it here. And... I mean, sure, I just named two guys that were here during the really good years, but there were other players, too, who still appreciated their time in Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? Yeah, Sir Valley. Yeah. Yeah, and he was and he there. He was there for rough years. Yeah, he was there. after yeah, You know, but I mean, even before it was good, there were players who were like, man, that's that was fun. You know what I mean? Like those, the fans are good there, and I think we are. Even if, even if they're mad, even, even all of us, we're all mad at nutting. Not at the players, right. you know what right. I mean? Yeah. And sometimes we get on the players, but I think the play the t- the the fans who show up at the field, the I think that's I think they're good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, kudos to anyone listening to this podcast because you're probably one of those fans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're probably one of those guys who are you're going to go and you're going to root for Ronnie Paulino. Nobody knows why, but you rooted for him that day. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Right. Man, I, I just dug him out, name. dude. I just dig him wow. out. Dig him out, man. Ronnie Paulino. Whew. All right. Hey, what what do you say this week? We got the Reds, the Cubs. Nobody's playing for anything. I mean, the, the Reds are going to act like they are, but they're not. They're done. The yeah. Cubs definitely aren't. I mean, they're they're they're, they're yeah. just they're just waiting for Rizzo to sign that offseason contract. You think he's coming back? Oh, dude. It's same thing. He loved it there. He loved it in Chicago. This is why I thought that what they did was so so good. Because they not because Chicago is big that's big market. And if they can play with money, it's not like yeah. Pittsburgh. We're we're gonna we have to trade players to get players back. That's the only way to sustain winning. Yeah. Huntington did it poorly. We're hoping right. Sherrington does it better. I say Huntington did it poorly, but Huntington made the McCutcheon trade. Mm-hmm. When when they couldn't agree to an extension with Andrew McCutcheon, whoever's fault that was, I'm not even, nobody said any numbers. But, but there was a, a contract offered to McCutcheon, and he turned it down. You can, in your soul, you can believe that that number was so low that he had no choice, and that they were just doing it just to say they did it. Mm-hmm. Or you can believe that McCutcheon said, man, I just I think I can get more than that and said, I, I won't sign that, even if it was fair. He was not going to take a discount. And and to be honest with you, he shouldn't have had to. These right. players are, are the reason that we show up. They should be getting the bulk of the money, not the owners. That's my opinion. I know the owners are doing a risk, but they're making money too. They're making a lot more than those players are. Yep. So whatever. The, the idea is, he he earned the sixty million dollar contract he signed. Unfortunately, he earned it when he was already making. I mean, he he was already making money because we signed him the extension. But either way, that's another discussion. The idea is that there was a contract offered, no matter what it was. He turned it down, and they said, "If we can't re-sign him, we have to trade him." And they got Brian Reynolds out of it, and yeah. Kyle Crick, who 
even though we let him go this year, he gave us innings in the bullpen, and sometimes they were really good. And sometimes he blew a three-run lead, but <laughs> he was still effective. His numbers look yeah. good in, in the when you look back at the full season. You know what right. I mean? He gave us some good innings out of the bullpen, which McCutcheon was not going to give us good innings out of the bullpen. <laughs> I mean, but let's right. be fair about it. Yeah. Because we no, traded one with, guy. Yeah. We traded one guy for two guys, and we got an offensive and a pitcher, and Brian Reynolds looks to be the next guy to get an extension. You know what I mean? Yeah, possibly. He's certainly outplayed McCutcheon in the years that he's been here. The only, I mean, he only was here for just the, you know, three quarters of a year, a bad year, which the bad year McCutcheon was out with ACL anyway. Right. So it's a wash for both guys, but his numbers are better than McCutcheon's. McCutcheon's hitting 220 something with 25 homers, and Brian Reynolds is hitting 290 something with 25 homers, 24 homers, but 25 homers. Right. Which one would you want? McCutcheon's still a difference maker, but Reynolds is carrying this team right now offensively, which yeah. is which is one of the it's the very next thing we're going to talk about. Right. But so the Cubs to go back to the original point there, and then we'll move on. They traded Rizzo for players, and Rizzo's already said that he'd be willing to sign back. The Cubs can play with that. When when McCutcheon went into free agency, they the Pirates were not at a they're not in a place where it was a good idea to sign him. Like, there would be no reason to sign him other than ticket sales. If we're in the we're in the beginning of a rebuild, the last thing you're going to do is sign a player for a lot of money. That wouldn't make yeah. any sense. No. Not at the beginning. Why would he want to do that? He's an aging player who wants to go get a ring. The last right. place you're going to go to is a team who's possibly three to five years away from contending for that. Three is generous. Three is a radical turnaround. And Sherrington, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say he is, but he could possibly be on the way to that. Right. Not maybe going for a ring, but playing competitive baseball. Yeah. He has been super aggressive. We've talked about it. But the Cubs could get the best of everything. They could get the players, the young players, and get Rizzo back. And the only time the only time they don't have him is for three months in a year that was already a loss, right? And Bryant has said he would consider that. Like he wouldn't tell the Cubs no. That's ridiculous. Now they will not get Javi Baez. There's no way. No, that just won't happen. But I think they could play in the Bryant and Rizzo world and bring them back because they have the money to do it. And the Cubs could be a quick turnaround because they have money. Right. Because it's mega market with mega millions. Yeah. I don't think they'll bring them both back. I don't think both of them, but I think Rizzo is a good shot. I just think he is. But anyway, Brian Reynolds. So our next thing is we have one week. We have seven games left, and we wanted to take a look to see who's close to something. I think it's important when you when you look back and you say, this guy hit 25 homers. This guy hit 30 home runs. This guy hit 300. This guy hit 290 even. This guy had 150 hits. That's a nice number. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This guy hit 30 doubles or whatever. You want to look for those little, like, even if they're season, but they're milestone numbers. Sure. They're feel-good things. They're projection things. Hey, he did this last year. So Brian Reynolds is one home run away from 25 homers, which would be a nice player. Yeah. Especially to compliment your big power hitter. Oh, wait. He is our big power hitter because he leads <laughs> our team with 24 homers. 24 home runs to lead the team. The only time that's okay is if you have about four of those guys. Mm -hmm. And we have one. And number two on the team in home runs, Gregory Polanco. Ouch. Oh, by the way, yeah. Polanco leads our team in steals. Hasn't even played for us <laughs> since August, <laughs> the beginning of August. Two months. Nobody could have got more steals than him. Oh, wait, nobody's on base. But he right. wasn't on base either. And he still got 14 steals. Yeah. Key well, Brian Hayes is next with with nine. And he barely played this. I'm um, not barely, but yeah. No, in the grand scheme, he missed a large chunk of the season and still dudes, we just haven't had anybody out there. Yeah. 
anybody with speed hasn't been on base. Right. And Brian Newman. Reynolds might be okay. Yeah, Newman specifically. And uh, Alford. Cole Tucker. Cole Tucker. Hasn't played a lot. You know what I mean? They don't. They either don't have the time or don't have. They weren't on base. Right. And sometimes both. Well, um, you know, Alford. He's been thrown out quite a few times this year too, so he might just. Well, not be that. He, he might not get great jumps. It's also because they know he's running. Yeah. Because he's the only one that will. But yeah, it's interesting. The the stolen base is starting to go away because it's so hard to consistently steal bases anymore yeah it is i it, it, i don't understand it's why. the risk it's the risk be well it, it's it's for one it's for a couple reasons you don't attempt as many because you're afraid of getting out right and outs are way too common because we just strike out all the time if you don't put the ball in play then you don't get on base as much now you could make the argument with walks and that's a fair argument See more pitches, you you draw more walks. But at some point, when you get to two strikes, you got to choke up, put the ball in play. 100%. And that's discouraging watching. Now, that's a brand of baseball that I root for and that I like, and I'm a National League guy. So that's, that's what we want to see. We want to see you shorten your swing up with two strikes and get a base hit. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with the, small ball. Just put the barrel on the ball. I'm also fine for you yeah. swinging for home runs with no strikes. Absolutely. I'd swing up, swing hard. Hard yeah. as you want. I don't care. Grip but it and rip. Grip it and even with one strike. If you're a power guy, swing for the home run. But when you mm-hmm. get to two strikes, would you please stop being selfish? Yeah. Yeah, but home runs help the team. Nah, yeah. Get on base, too. And if you got two strikes, you're not going to get walked more than likely. Now, if it's 3-2, <laughs> whatever. Just still shorten up. If it's a strike, slap it the other way. Get on. Yep. I'm a, I'm behind you 100% on that statement. Yeah. I, I like home runs, and I think home runs win games in today's game. You have to hit home runs. Yeah. But there has to be some sort of balance because teams that hit a lot of home runs aren't always the teams that win games. You, there's other things that, that play into that too. You can't just hit home runs and say, well, we hit a bunch of home runs. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. However, if you if your team leader has 24 home runs and the next guy who's actually on a baseball team this year doesn't even have 10 home runs, Gregory Polanco had 11. He's the only other guy on our team with double digits. So, well, that's bad. Yeah. That's bad. To make the the beginning piece of this segment short, nobody's going for anything, guys. There's no milestones other than Brian Reynolds has seven games to hit his 25th home run. He's one away from 25. That's it. Does he get it? Yeah, he gets one home run this week, but he's not going to get 12 RBIs to get to 100. He's he's at 88 RBIs. He's not getting 12. So can Brian Reynolds get to 90 RBIs? Yes. But is that important? Probably not. Because if he finishes finishes with 89 home runs, or home runs, yeah, if he finishes Jeez. with 89 RBIs, we're all just going to say he had 90 RBIs anyway. Right. He's not getting to 100. That's a big number. If you get to 99 RBIs, you did not get to 100. Well, well I was listening to the, the the game the other day, and they were talking about, was it Bonds and Bonilla? I know that's kind of a you know rough names to bring up, but they, they always had said, I think Kevin Young was the one talking about it. It was his approach to the to hitting. You know, he learned that from them, too. And, and they said, we want to score 100 runs, and we want to knock in 100 runs. Yeah. So we want to account for 200 runs on the season. Yeah. And that's big. So you think the Pirates scored 200 runs? I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, I mean, you look at Reynolds' season, and he's not that far off of that. He's going to get 90-90. Yeah. Because he's in the high 80s in both. He's at, yeah, he's at 86 runs and 88 RBIs. Uh, coming into t- today, did he score today? This is going to throw me off here. Because that's baseball reference. That does not count today's games. Unless right. Boston finished. I can refresh the page. I can't remember if he ended up scoring today or not. He had no hits, but, and he didn't get walked. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. Did he score? 
It hasn't. It hasn't done for one run. Well, there you go. Yeah, he got walked. He got walked and scored. So he's at eighty. He's at eighty-seven runs, eighty-eight RBIs. He's going to get ninety-ninety. So that's yeah. fair. He's had a great year. Yeah. Hmm. But Gregory Polanco being at the top of the leaderboards in so many categories is embarrassing. It is. He was he was bad enough that we let him go, and yet he's going to finish. Colin Moran has nine home runs, so Colin Moran has to hit three home runs this week for Polanco not to be number two. Mm-hmm. And Colin I, Moran, I don't see that happening. No, he's not even. He he doesn't have it in him right now. I don't know if he's not strong. I don't know if the I injury. Mean, he hit that ball. He hit the one in Philly. That ball went like four hundred and thirty something. Yeah, that's that's right. He smashed that ball. So just do that. Yoshi's only played in 36 games and he has eight home runs. It's yeah. more likely that he hits four this week than it is that Moran hits three. <laughs> it's also not going to happen. Actually, right. that actually, I would not happen. be surprised if that happens. It's not going to happen. I would, but I, would you be surprised though? <laughs> yeah. You would be surprised? Yeah, that's a he, lot. He's going up. Yeah, but he's going up against, he's got one game tomorrow in Cincinnati. Anything can happen there. It's true. And then he has six games at PNC Park against the Cubs pitching staff and the Reds again. There's a chance. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway. I mean, all it takes is one game where he hits two, and then it's like, oh, it's likely to happen now. Or if he it's hits more, more possible to happen. Or if he hits two, like, you know, and then all of a sudden the last Sunday he hits two in one game. It can happen. Yeah. Who knows who you're going to see once because both teams, as soon as St. Louis wins a game or Cincinnati loses, they're done. You have no idea who's going to hit that mound. They are not going to throw anybody that they need next year if he's even remotely sore. Right. And that's how it should be. And that's why you won't see Brubaker come back and you won't, you know what I mean? Like it's not worth it. But anyway, basically once Reynolds gets to 25, it's basically all we're looking for as far as like he has to get to 25, right? He's got to hit a home run. He's got to get to 25 homers. I think that's a good enough number to say that that matters. Yeah. But outside of that, there's nothing. Uh, that's it. All right. Um, I do want to mention that there was a big, uh, like a mass call up this week when the double A season ended. Yeah. I don't even remember all the names, and I should have wrote them down. But let's talk about the highlights. Ronzi Contreras on the pitching side mm-hmm. was one of the guys called up to AAA this week, and he pitched three and two-thirds innings in his in his game, yeah. struck yep. out six, gave up just one run. Now, he's still kind of coming back from the, uh, from the injury. Mm-hmm. So... You know, a little bit of a... Uh, might have hit a pitch count there. Yeah, I might have hit a pitch count, something like that. But he was one of the ones called up. Um, and that was kind of like a... That's a big thing. But offensively... So Diego Castillo was uh, one of the guys that came over in one of the deadline deals. Um, I think that was the... Diego was from the Yankees. Was that the Clay Holmes deal? Is that right? Hoy Park, Diego so. Castillo. Yeah, Hoy Park and Diego Castillo was the Clay Holmes deal. Yeah. And uh, so he got called up a little bit earlier. He didn't finish with double A. He's been there for a little bit longer. But we've seen Rodolfo Castro in Pittsburgh, but he has yet to play in triple A. He was one of the call-ups. O'Neill Cruz was one of the call-ups. Mason Martin was one of the call-ups. Um, Cal Mitchell Outfielder, Cal mm-hmm. Mitchell, Kanan Smith, and Jigba. Um, I thought there was one more, maybe not, but all of those guys from double A up to triple A this week. O'Neill Cruz hits a homer in his first game in triple A. Maybe his first at bat. He hit another one later. He's hit his third home run so far in triple A. He had what they only they only played five games, and O'Neill Cruz didn't play five games. Yeah, probably not. He played three games, maybe, I feel like. Um, actually, I'll look it up. Three games, three home runs. There you go. Triple A, three. 
No, that's three extra base hits. It doesn't even say games played. Oh, wait, I went to the wrong one. There you go. Four games played, three home runs. Hey, he also made two errors at shortstop today, so. <laughs> and But they were both throwing. This is what this is what they keep saying about him. Like, he's got an absolute cannon, but he can field the position. He has made a lot of throwing errors. So, I don't know if that plays, but either way, Mason Martin had a game where he hit two home runs. Rodolfo Castro had a game where he had two home runs, then hit another home run the next day. You got three players that moved from double-A to triple-A. They've played in five games, give or, you know, each of them sitting out at least a game or two, and you're looking at eight home runs among uh, uh, around the three of them. That's a good sign. Yeah, it really is. The power's still there. And I don't know, I mean, I don't think they've played, I think they've all been away. They haven't been in Indianapolis. Indianapolis is a tough place to hit. Yeah. As far as home runs. Like, it's, you know, it's pretty deep. But they weren't playing there. Uh, they were playing the, I think the Yankees? I don't remember. No, that Brewers. Was, that was Braden. No, that was Braden. Bradenton was playing. Bradenton, another story. They win the championship. So Sweep. Sweep. Three-game sweep. And it was, that's low A. High A Greensboro is still playing in theirs. And I'm going to look it up while we're talking. Uh, I know I know Nick Gonzalez hit a home run today. Again. Yeah. Um, they ended up beating uh, Bowling Green today 6-5. to five, And that was game three, but they're not saying what happened. I think they were 1-1, so I think they're up 2-1 now. Double A Altoona did not make the postseason, and I don't think the Indianapolis is, but that's because they've been, I mean, they've had all of our junk. Right. And they've had a lot of movement, too. But they're right. not going to the postseason. But nice to see these guys. Uh, Michael Chavis hit a home run today, which is still technically his rehab assignment. I don't know that we'll see him this week. I don't, I don't know that it's worth it, I guess. Yeah. But, dude, big time. Big time, like move right there mm-hmm. for those guys. So that's that's pretty exciting. That's what. He, side note: Philip Evans has not even hit a home run in his thirty some games in AAA. Is he gone? I mean, so we we talked he, about this. He won't be on our forty man next year. Okay, so after next week, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the last week of the season. We'll probably talk about a lot of the things that finish the season. You know what I mean? Like, we made mm-hmm. some predictions about home runs, too. We had an over-under on Brian Reynolds at 15 home runs. He's at 25, so you win that one. I don't know if I actually picked over, but I, I thought he was going to hit 15 home runs, so yeah. I was still way wrong. But we're going to bring up some of those next week, stuff like that. The weeks after that, we're going to have a lot of discussion about the 40-man roster. <laughs> a lot of guys are going to get cut because I think they're going to protect a lot of these guys. Yeah, I, agree. I really think it's going to happen. You have to. You you kind of have to remember that it. You have to believe that a team is willing to put them on their active roster for an entire year. Yeah. In order to protect them, you have to believe. So, if 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 Lyover Pagero is one of those guys, then that means a team has to believe that they can put him on their major league roster for an entire season. I don't think that happens. Yeah, it's true. So if Pagaro's one of those players, I don't think he gets protected this offseason, although he could for the chance. Because he's a he's one of the guys that I that they believe, and he came over in the Marte deal, mm-hmm. they believe has a shot of being special. So that would be an interesting one to see. We're gonna that it's gonna this offseason is gonna be huge. Because of how aggressive they've been. Yeah. But nice little thing there. So uh let me see here. We're uh we're we're close to an hour here. So real quick, Brewers clinched. So let the you know, standings for Brewers have mm-hmm. clinched. So they're in. St. Louis, we've already done this. St. Louis is going to be there. All they need to do is win one game and they're in. Mm-hmm. And it's it's over. So St. Louis will be there. The Dodgers are already in. The Dodgers are the second team to 100 wins. They're only two games behind San Francisco right now. They still could win the division this week. Yeah. San Francisco at 102, Dodgers at 100. They're both in the postseason, but they haven't even decided that division yet. 
the the Padres are eliminated. They're actually at an even 500 right now. Huge collapse there. Yeah. Um, regardless of what the reasons are, not going to go there. Yeah. Tampa Bay has clinched the East now. And Chicago White Sox, obviously, they, they clinched the Central. I mean, the next team is under 500, so that was kind of the easiest division to win. Yeah. Um, only because they were good, right? Right. Well, no, easiest division to win because even in the East with, I mean, Chicago has 88 wins. Atlanta is biting their fingernails at 83 wins. Mm-hmm. So you could say that that would be the easiest because you'd have to have the least amount of wins, but... Philadelphia is over 500 and the Mets recently were over 500, but then they've collapsed. Right. They're one and nine in their last 10 lost five straight. They're done. They're at 82 losses already, mm-hmm. which is also a major collapse. A lot of people, we talked about that division having four teams in the race and Washington fell out and dumped players. Miami might not get last place because of Washington. Right. That's been bad. Texas is one loss away from 100. They'll be the third team to 100 losses because Baltimore and Arizona are both at 106 with six games left. Jeez. Yeah. There's some bad teams. And it's it's going to be part of the seat. I'm not going into that. Let's get back to it. Houston, five-game lead on Seattle. If Houston wins just two games this week, they clinch. If Seattle loses two games, or if Houston wins one and Seattle loses just one, it's a clinch. Oakland's just, their elimination number is one, so they're basically out. Houston will win a game. Right. So, I mean, the divisions are all but, but other than Philadelphia and Atlanta, they're all but over. Uh, San Francisco and LA. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I just forget, because they're both going to the postseason, so that's a good point. But yeah. 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 Houston, <clears throat> excuse me, Houston, whoever doesn't get, it's over anyway, it doesn't matter. The Yankees are currently, <coughs> excuse me, is that Boston game over yet? The Yankees-Boston? It is. Uh, is it? Yeah. I don't know. The Yankees game, but it still says they're one game over Boston. So, did, But that doesn't make sense. If the game ended, then the Yankees would have to be two games over Boston. Where is it at? There is finals. Boston or Yankees one six three. Okay, so what's the Yankees record? Eighty nine and sixty seven. Red Sox are eighty eight and sixty eight. Okay, I thought they were already a game up, and now they're still a game up. So I I don't know how that worked out. Previously. Uh, they would have both went in with eighty eight and sixty seven, so they would have been in dead heat. Okay, maybe it was already over the last time I refreshed it. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> The Yankees are a game up now over Boston. Both teams in the wild card right now. If the season ended today, they'd both be in the postseason. Toronto would miss it by one game, Seattle by two, Oakland by three. The American League wild card race is still very interesting. Mm-hmm. Seattle and Oakland play each other this week. Uh, the Yankees and the Blue Jays play each other this week. And Boston gets Baltimore, who we just said has 106 losses. Now that's just the first series. I don't. I'm not sure how they end the, the season, but Seattle and Oakland could be fighting again. If if somebody doesn't sweep that series, they probably cancel each other out. Right. Yeah. And then the Yankees, the Blue Jays, and the Red Sox, all coming from the East. The 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 Yankees and Blue Jays series is huge right now. Absolutely. Only separated by two games, those two teams, but then Boston being in the mix, right in the middle of them, 87, 88, 89 wins. And here's the low payroll Tampa Bay Rays with 97 wins who are about 10 years ahead of Pittsburgh in what they say is, I don't care who you are, Blake Snell. I'm trading you for more players so that I can continue this, so that I can keep Shane Boz made his debut. This I said I wasn't going to bring it up, and I did anyway. There you go. Bringing it up. Mm-hmm. Because they continue to do this. Evan Longoria, gone. All the players, gone. Because it doesn't. I'm not going to sign a long-term deal when I can get players for players going to sign the big contracts. And not every time, but more times than not, 
you're either A, not going to compete with free agency, or B, that player is going to decline. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. one of those two things. You're either not going to compete with the free agency or the player's going to decline. And they've shown that. And they've, they've continued to let guys go, or not let guys go, but to trade guys before they have to let him go. Right. Yeah. Because if you let a guy go to free agency, you can give him a qualified offer and you can get a draft pick if he signs with somebody else. Or you can get three young players that you've already seen play at a professional level. You know what I mean? I'd much rather get those three young players with upside. Yeah. Now, what did Huntington do wrong in the Garrett Cole trade? He got four players who were close. Mm-hmm. The guys that are close, you're going to get Colin Moran, Michael Feliz, uh, who was the outfielder, Martin, Jason Martin, that Jason was it. Jason Martin, and yeah. And uh, who was the fourth guy? Musgrove. Musgrove. Musgrove was the only one that was good. That was good, good. Yeah. If you could have got younger guys who had a bigger upside, but because they're further away from majors, they'll part with them. Mm-hmm. Like Piguero that you got from Marte and uh, the pitcher too, which for whatever reason, I can't think of his name, but um, get those types of players because they're they, the higher upside you can develop and Tampa Bay does a great job of developing. Shane Boz will be better for being in their system than he would have been for being in Huntington's system. Yeah. You know what I mean? So anyway, they're at 97 wins, guys. Fast forward five, six years. That's the that's the the idea that's being pushed right here by Sherrington. Don't complain about players being traded away. Just make sure that there's other players on the way. That was the problem with Huntington. He mm-hmm. kept trading it for guys that were almost there, and then all of a sudden the system's depleted and if those guys don't work out, what are you going to do with them? Right. You got to play the long game and develop. Huntington couldn't develop, so he started getting guys that were close, like Brian Reynolds, which that one worked out. Like yeah. Kyle Crick, that one worked out. Feliz did not. Colin Moran almost. Joe Musgrove did. So there's a lot more hit and miss there when you do it that way. But the problem is, is when they miss, it hurts. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Tampa Bay's there. Just drilled my microphone with my headphones. That was awesome. <laughs> anyway, Yankees, Boston, Blue Jays. I know that it's Yankees and Boston again. I know that. Then go root for the Blue Jays to upset that. Because then it's going to be a one. It's all coming from the east as far as I'm concerned. I think Seattle and Oakland cancel each other out. I don't think they have it. Right. I think those I other two. I, I think I those are. That. Because they also have to jump three teams or at least two. I just think it's hard. Mm-hmm. It could happen. But I think it's hard. And I, I think, think if. if if I think either one Seattle, of them are going to do it, I think if either one of them are going to do it, they gotta, one of them has to sweep the other one. Yeah, it has to be a sweep. Mm-hmm. And it's in Seattle. Oakland's going to Seattle. Chances And Seattle's one game closer. So I think if it's going to happen, Seattle has to sweep Oakland this week. Yeah. And if they do that, then they have a shot. It's, it starts Monday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I think. I think it's just three games. I think if Seattle sweeps Oakland, they have a shot. But Seattle also has a worse run differential than Oakland. So Oakland technically looks like the better team. I don't know. Yeah. It's... But it's going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be, we'll see how we'll see how it finishes. There's going to be a wild card game. The National League wild card game is going to be absolute stupid because it's either going to be the Giants or the Dodgers in it, and that's dumb. Yeah. And we've been on that side of it. We had 98 yep. wins one year. And the Mets made it into the postseason with 91, maybe not even. And we had to play a one-game playoff, and they didn't. That's garbage. I think it's important that you win your division, you get into the postseason. And then you pick the two best teams who didn't win a division and put them in the postseason. But then you reseed the whole thing by wins and losses. It has to be that way. It has to be that way. No, 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 no. The top four teams... You, you reseed. Let's say that. So St. Louis is going to have 80. Let's say the season ended today. St. Louis is the number two wild card team. Okay? But they have more wins than Atlanta by a lot. Not a lot. But at this point in the season, four games, that's, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. So I think that you reseed and it goes, San Francisco's one, Dodgers are two, Milwaukee's three, 
Atlanta's four. Atlanta plays a one-game playoff against St. Louis, but Atlanta gets to host because they're a division winner. But I think if you're the fifth team, if you're that second wildcard team, you always play the playoff game, the one-game playoff. But if you're the Dodgers with 100 wins, 17 more wins than the, than the Braves, there's no reason that you play a one-game playoff game and the only reason is because the other best team is in your division. That's not fair. So maybe that's what they do. The top four teams are reseeded, one through four. Or you have to, no, 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 better idea. You have to play your division. Uh, this is getting too confusing for me and nobody's listening. So <laughs> I'm done. You done? I'm done. All right, listen. Closing thoughts. For the first time this year, I'm going to say it. There's probably no reason to watch the Pirates this week. (laughs) All the teams involved are out of it. I'm sorry. It's the way it is. It's always worth going to PNC Park to watch a game. Always. Side note, they're about to close down the Clemente Bridge. So if you like parking on the downtown side and walking across the bridge... This is your last chance in maybe two years, maybe just one year. I forget what it is, but next year you will not be able to walk across the Clemente Bridge. So what? Yes, it's closed. They just did the Warhol or the other bridge last year. Remember, they shut it down and they cleaned it up and they made it. They reinforced it to make it last. They're doing that with the Clemente Bridge now. And after this season, you can't next year, a whole year, you will not be able to walk across that bridge for games. You'll have to park on a North Shore or go down another block and walk across 9th Street. So it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird because that was the thing that we always did that. Yeah. We always parked over there, went to Giovanni's. I mean, how are you even going to go to Giovanni's now? You're going to have to stop there. It's either going to be a big walk or you're going to have to park over there, eat some Giovanni's, and walk all the way down and cross over there. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's probably our option, right? That's what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to go to Giovanni's. Yeah. Let's get real. Anyway, so you got to go do that unless you're going to miss baseball and the Pirates like Jake and me. Like, we're going to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Then you're probably not going to watch any games this week, and I don't blame you. That's okay. I'm not going to push it because that's what this is. I'm, And I'm a, yeah, that's what it is. Depending on your level of pay attention, Right, It's either time yeah. to take a break from baseball or to take a look at the standings that we just talked about. Watch this wild card race. Watch the postseason. I personally always look forward to postseason baseball no matter who's in it. I love it. I'm at the edge of my seat most nights. Mm-hmm. I just can't get enough of it. Um, that's it. So root, root, root on baseball. What do you got, Jake? Yeah. Don't 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 forget the fan appreciation weekend that first through the third tickets are get them for ten bucks. They're gonna be doing a bunch of giveaways, all that good stuff. Get online, check it out. It's always worth going to PNC Park. It is, and I'm just gonna end with this: with San Diego falling apart, Fernando Tatis cannot cannot win the MVP. Hmm, can't. The team's value player. The team's value, not outstanding player. Yeah. The team's value increases the player's value, right? Mm -hmm. Your team's value makes your value higher. So there is a possibility for an MVP to come from a team who's not in the postseason. I believe that can happen, but you have to be so much better than the next guy. Who yep. I mean, here here's an example. If the Reds would have made a push, Votto gets votes. He will mm-hmm. not get votes now. No. Because it's it doesn't matter. If the Phillies don't make the postseason, Bryce Harper does not get first place votes. Nope. You know what I mean? And it's just because as a player, you can be so valuable, but the more valuable your team is, the more valuable you become. Mm-hmm. So the winning teams will have players that are more valuable because their team's worth more. Yeah. It's not the top player of the year. It's the most valuable player of the year. That I'm with you, man. And I think they should have an offensive player of the year. 
there should be an award for Offensive Player of the Year that takes the word value out of it. Isn't that the Hank Aaron Award? No, that that's well, is that what that is? I always thought it went to the guy who drove in the most runs. <laughs> I think it's just the it's just the offensive player of the year. Then they should push I it. Think so, they should yeah. push it more then. Yeah. They should make it more of a thing. It should be as it should be as highly touted as the Cy Young. It's stupid yeah. that we talk about Cy Young and MVP as equals. Yeah. There's the dogs. There's my dogs. I think it's time. I'm I'm done. Let's go, Bucks. Same. Let's go, Bucks. Guys, don't forget to check out the Twitter, Bridge Number Two, Bucktober, and check us out on Facebook. Talk to us. Ten percent better. Let's go, Bucks. <laughs>